Okay. Happy Saturday to you. Yes. And, um, of course, we're going to talk about the events that happened earlier in the week in Uvalde, Texas. And all year, really. Mm-hmm. And all year, really. Yeah, yeah. And all year with the elementary school and the poor children. This is a hard one. And the families just... And even the actual kid that perpetrated the act against the little innocent babies. Like, something is really off. And you have to hold some level of compassion for him and for his family. You know, I know that they're just sitting, thinking like, what in the world? You know, that's someone's child that they birthed and diapered and played with and kissed their little feet. And they grow up and you discover that they were capable of this level of violence. So for me, it's just a tragic situation all the way around. And I even wonder, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more in the talk, but I even wonder if there were some signs there that the parents just explained away or overlooked that maybe could have warned them that something was wrong. You never think that someone that you know and love is capable of this. Sure. But, you know, maybe we all need to rethink that. Maybe we all need to be more (laughs) watchful. Like, maybe I need to watch you. Like, okay, he's escalating. Mm. He's escalating quite a bit. No, if anything, (laughs) I need to watch you. (laughs) Let's be clear about that. You know, um, not to be disrespectful, but of course you're going to bring a little bit of levity to the conversation. But, you know, maybe we need to be, on a serious note, maybe we need to be more watchful. And maybe we need to intervene when we do see our children of course this is mostly kids but it, it doesn't have to be i mean the vegas shooter was you know probably our age sure i wonder if people were around him that just said you know he's at it again he's a little bit off you don't think that he'll go to this level but there's something that stirs in your gut that says maybe i need to reach out to him to see if i can get him some help mm-hmm. or maybe even beyond that i need to call someone yeah So I've just been in that space all this week with all of that just simply heartbroken. And I've kind of had the fortunate and unfortunate opportunity to have some discussions around guns with some people on social media. And as everybody can imagine, it has just been horrendous. You know, I'm just going to put it like that. There are people out there that really do not want to give up any kind of rights at all to prevent this from happening even if people are saying we're not going to take your guns people just don't want to budge on the issue at all so I'm going to start by saying that while I am 100% against gun violence And I'm kind of on the fence, even with some issues around open carry, but I'm actually pro two way. And you may want to explain two way. Every every, everybody may not know it as two A. Okay, two A is the constitutional right that's given to Americans that says you have the right to bear arms, and so. One reason why I am pro 2A is because it is given in the Constitution. And I'm just one of those people. I don't believe in messing around with that. Um, I don't believe that going back and undoing certain things is always... um, I don't believe that that's always the ideal unless it's thought through. And I just think that as Americans especially in today's time, we don't have the capacity to think through the complexity of some of these issues. And so for that reason, I'm pro Second Amendment, I'm pro the right to bear arms. It is given to us in the Constitution. And until we can sit down and flesh that out and have that deeper conversation, I'm going to stand and say that I am pro the right to bear arms in this country. But that doesn't look like you have the right to be violent, to be everywhere showing off your gun, to be putting guns in the hands of children, 
to be having target practice in your backyard with with bottles up on your fence none of that makes any kind of sense to me but I grew up in a family and in a community that had guns and we had guns for protection of personal property and family in case there was a break-in the gun never left the house we were forbidden to touch it it was for a reason and it served a purpose and so I just wanted to offer that in context of the discussion as it continues to move along uh, this current climate that we're in with all this I have the right to bear arms and I want 20 30 40 and 50 and I don't want to check and I want to be able to buy guns anywhere and get uh, bullets anywhere no I am not in support of that at all so I just wanted to make that clear and so I don't know where you stand on the issue. Sure. Let's hear. Six minutes in. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out which point to address. Well, let, I, I'm going to start with your first point because it was very salient, didn't that? Typically, when you see a problem with people and you blow them off as just that's what it is, they tend to snowball out of control. So when you, when you said people will typically show signs I think they do I think they do early on and and we tend to just brush them under the rug as being oh that that is what it is I, I went to I've gone to diversity training here and there and one of the things they talk about was when people make comments whether they're racial gender or otherwise whether they're joking or otherwise it's inappropriate, and if you don't say anything, you have a tacit understanding that you're okay with it. Right. So that's the same. To me, that's a, a parallel to when you see someone doing some wrong, something wrong or violent, or you see signs and you don't say anything, you have a tacit, you have a tacit responsibility. So I'll start there because I thought that was a really major point that six minutes ago I don't want people to forget. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I'm I'm like you and I think like most people on the two A issue. The violence in Texas and in Buffalo and in like two hundred other places this yeah. year really demonstrate and support the fact that you should be allowed to own firearms. So that's what it demonstrates. It also demonstrates more fervently that there should be gun control. What do I mean by that? So if somebody comes in your house and is going to do something to your family, you should be, have the right to bear arms and protect your family. And this, to me, goes beyond the Constitution. It, it's more almost common sense. Yes. I mean, if someone's going to break into your house, they've invaded your space you should be able to do what is necessary to protect your home. And if that means bearing arms, so be it. I 100% I agree with that. The fact that that kid, and he was a kid, he whether was. he was 18 or yeah. 16 or he 20, he was a kid. The fact that he can even get a gun right. is a problem. And, and, and I've seen studies, Steve Kerr said it so well. 90% of people in this country, when they do surveys, are supportive of gun, gun control, whether you agree with owning guns or not. Most people, common sense, are in agreement with gun control. Most people, I, I believe that, because that's a, that's a common sense thing. You don't want a 12-year-old to be able to go get a gun. No, and, we and had guns in that. You can't absolutely, touch it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the thing for me is, it's not just being able to go get a gun and go through a process. I think it needs to be a regimented process where your psychological your psychological status, your psychological health, and those things are taken into account before you can own a gun. I think they're finding that a lot of these cases, which would make sense, are people who have some psychological issues. So I, I agree with both sides of this. I agree with the right to bear arms to a I also agree more, almost more fervently with 
the right and the need to have gun control laws. And that's on the table. Apparently that's on the table and it's been on the table for to have gun control laws. To have gun well, control laws. Well they're fighting laws. it. I think they're that's fighting. The thing. But that's it's been out there for two years. About. I think it's been out there for two years. It's been on the table for vote. They won't even vote on it. Right. Yeah. And and, and there it's so bizarre to me that I think I almost don't even get it. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is just about if this is just a party issue. It is. I think it is. Or if it's a personality issue, meaning like the, the personality of this particular group of demographic Pe- of people, like the, uh, uh, a better way of saying that is it, it is a culture Yeah. with this particular group of people. Sure. I don't know if it's just obstinance. Sure. I don't know if they just really believe yeah. in, and I'll tell you what's That's really scary. I had a conversation. Do you need to go? Cause you know, I'm going to get it. I'm going to hijack. No, it. I was just going to say that, you're right about the personality thing because both parties, Democrats and Republicans, have their own versions of gun control on the pre- on the table. So now it becomes, in order to in order to agree, you have to shed your personality. That's tough for people to do. So go ahead. I was having this conversation on social media, and I'm just like amazed sometimes at the thought process of people that show up in the world as sane people. I mean, they have jobs, they have families, um, they have community responsibilities. But when you start talking to them, you're like, you know what? Something is really amiss here. Mm. And so his argument with me, and I've had this repeatedly over the past he? couple of years. This is just some random person okay, on, social on, media. on social media. Okay. Um, I've had a similar conversation repeatedly over the past couple of years as this keeps happening when I say, okay, I'm on your side, guys, to a certain extent, and that I am pro the right to bear Mm -hmm. arms. Why do you not want any kind of limit or uh, gun control laws around that particular right? Because to me, as you just said, it's a common sense thing so their argument is that in the constitution the reason why the right to bear arms is in there is because they wanted to prevent a situation where the government would overtake them and usurp their power now we're talking about a time where they had rifles and muskets where you're literally loading one bullet at a time and cocking it in a barrel like It's a totally different time than where we are now with automatic weapons Mm -hmm. that can do an incredible amount of damage in seconds, right? And then my point to them is always, the government is not going to try to usurp your power. They want you to work and pay them taxes. Like, it's not even a rational thought. And I'm like, okay, let's say that they did want to usurp our power. I don't know what they would do with it. They just would make us all slaves or... I have no idea. I can't even follow the logic and the thought process. Like, it hasn't happened in our lifetime, our parents' lifetime, grandparents, great-grandparents. It's probably not going to happen. And like I told that guy, you will die and leave this planet before the government usurps the citizens' power. Sure. It it, it just isn't even a rational thought. And I said, okay, but let's say somewhere someone's sitting and they say, I tell you what, we got a great plan. What we going to do? is usurp all the power of the American citizens. We're just going to take it and do what with it? I don't know. Maybe just enslave us all. I I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I can't even follow the logic behind this. But this is a serious comeback that Mm -hmm. they have when you say we need laws around it, and they say no. But let's just say that somewhere they did say we're going to take all your power. You have no guns. You can't fight us back. Right. Right? What about their missiles? Right. And their F-16s and their nukes? Right. I mean, it's just, it's just not a logical argument that a small group of society is heavily armed. <clears throat> Do you really think you would stop the government from taking us over <laughs> when they have all of that artillery and power? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 and these are sane people. And this is the argument that they have, that they come back with when you say we need to have laws around guns. They will always say no, because the right to bear arms 
is granted to us so that the government mm -hmm. will never mm -hmm. take over um, take us take over and usurp our power does that make any sense to you well it, it does from the sense of it's social media <laughs> and a lot of what social media is is people take what you're saying as pejorative to what they're saying you don't approve of what I'm saying so you can't be right whereas in a sane conversation and I'm not even going to call it an argument I'm going to say a sane conversation where you're trying to solve issues you listen to what people say you reason and then you come up with a with an answer to to what will solve the problem I don't believe that's what generally happens on social media now there are some some beliefs people have and they bring them to the table but I still think that even with your beliefs and and I remember Barack Obama said this and other presidents have said this even with your beliefs as you grow and get more information you have the right to change your mind on your beliefs as you get more information and become right. become more knowledgeable knowledgeable about what you're talking about and with gun control and most things in life and, and the right to bear arms most people don't have the level of knowledge on the subject on 2a to be able to accurately portray what they're arguing and I'm, I'm using the word argue now because it becomes an argument when you when you don't have the commiserate knowledge about the subject matter then you just fly out the handles and handle and, and go off and, and just try to support your point by being louder than the next person so I, there's not I'm going to go back to your original question. There's no logic to the thinking in general. And that's the key word. Yeah. There's no logic to the thinking in general. I have found so many people living, moving, doing very important jobs in our society that have zero critical thinking skills, mm -hmm. zero capacity to use logic and reason. And that's really scary to me. And I think that it's because it's not being taught in school. Yeah. I think that you know the education system has shifted more towards technology and you know kids doing a math uh, problem now yeah. everything is kind of open book or use your phone or whatever we never had that mm. like if you wanted to solve it you had to use your brain and so certain parts of your brain were developed mm -hmm. and I think that unfortunately we're losing that sure. you know sure maybe AI will will save us and that's we'll have a little computer on the side or a little component on our phone that when someone presents a question then AI on their phone will answer it logically I don't know I'm joking but there's something off here sure. because his comeback to me was and I kid you not the government would never use nukes because they don't want to damage or blow up the country to which I said, well, let's say we don't even get to nukes. Sure. Let's say they just bomb the house next door. The majority of people would fall in at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people would run and get their 30 guns and try to stand in the driveway and shoot the military. Right. And someone just bombed the house next door. Yeah. It, it no, just right. doesn't make you're sense. Right. Well, let, let's talk about the government in general, general. Of the people, for the people, and by the people. And there's this dichotomy with the government that I think about with politics in general in that I, I like the fact that experienced people can be in office and make decisions because they have the experience to make those decision through, decisions through those experiences. They've experienced a lot. But on the flip side of that, if they've been in office for so long, it becomes more politics and politicizing than it is drawing on those experiences. So it's, it's a touchy balance between experience and having this new wave of, of politics come, politicians come in and try to make decisions that are right and correct for the times. Because there is an element yeah. of the old blood. Right maybe isn't as capable of making the right decisions for now that they might have been capable of 20 years ago. Sure. But on the flip side of that, does a 30-year-old 30 30 year politician 
have the life experiences sure. to be able to make decisions that are going to affect the public in general. So it's an interesting dichotomy that we're dealing with there. It really is. And, um, you know, I never really thought about it like the way that you're saying it. That is a tricky balance to try to strike in yeah. that, you know, we come from a society, our generation and back is very stagnant. Mm -hmm. And now we live in a society that's extremely fluid. Yeah. I mean, it is changing at breakneck speed. Yeah. And so you're right. We're going to have to start looking for politicians yeah. that can straddle both of those worlds. It's well, probably going to be someone maybe slightly younger than us. Sure, sure. Um, we could probably manage it in our generation, but you're looking for somebody probably mid-40s that's got one foot in both yeah. worlds. Yeah, well, I mean, think about... And that's young for a president. It is. Yeah. Well, think about the the Oval Office in general, even over the last 60 years, we've had presidents that were, think Barack and even Kennedy were in their early 40s. Mm -hmm. Trump was in his 70s. Jesus. Biden is in his late 70s. Jesus. And I think the best age, and I hate to sound like an ageist. Yeah, because we don't do that. No, but no. But it I, just I think, makes sense. It, yeah, because yeah. I'm speaking for, in terms of experience and Honestly, we see it in ourselves, experience and sharpness of who you are over time. So just biologically and naturally, Boy. a 48-year-old person's mind is probably, and I'm speaking in general terms, is going to, going to be a little more sharp than an 85-year-old person. Yeah. That's just the laws of nature now. He's going to be a little bit sharper than me. Well, yeah, 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 it could be. But the thing is that there's there's a point at which that 85 year old slips over into not being so sharp. Sure. But but before that person gets to that point, they have a wealth of experience that they can. You're draw right. On. There's a sweet spot. There's you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of athletes. It reminds yeah. me of. When you used to play yep. basketball, and I watched you go from a certain let's use a, let's use other athletes level as the of example. playing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden <laughs> it started to change. <laughs> Moves get a little well, slower. Yeah, but but your point is is very well taken. I we have a friend that who was a very good athlete growing up. And he was telling us about a situation where he was going to play some basketball. He was older at this point, close to 50. He was going to play some full-court basketball. And he said he was dribbling. And, and the young guy said, I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was showing off his best moves. And the young guy said, yeah, let me, get, let me get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a disrespectful thing to a basketball player. But it, but. Anyway, there's a, but there's a sweet there's a spot sweet for, for sweet. athletics. And here's the thing. There's a sweet spot for an athlete mm -hmm. where the physical prowess is still there and then the mental yeah. acumen and yeah. they line up. And there's just a, a window for most people is not a long period of time, yeah. except for like your Tom Brady's. They kind of yeah. defy it a little bit. Sure. But for most people... There's just a magical point where they both come together if yeah. it's done right. Yeah, Tom and Brady's then it's defying. gone. Tom Brady's defying he the did. odds, but he is an argument for the mental aspect of the game because because you can make a case that his physical attributes, while still good enough to be an NFL quarterback, certainly aren't as explosive and at their peak when he was say 30 years old. I think he's 44 now. Sure. But his mental approach, the same thing happened with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan in his 30s was not the athlete that he was in his 20s. But in some cases, like in his early to mid-30s, you can make a case that he was a better player because he melt those, that Two physical together. and the There's mental melt. There's a sweet it. spot. Then the body starts fading, but then the mind takes over. can still carry you like sure. a Russell Wilson. Like a Ru Well, he's still pretty young. He's How like old it. is he? He's 30-ish. He's only 30? That's, every 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 week he on might, this show, I'm doing that. He might be 32. Maybe he's 32. But but like for his position, is he, he starting to get injured? A little is he? Bit? Yeah. Is he not really. Saying? Not really. He's I don't still, know why I thought he was older than that. He's been around for 10 years, he's so only he's only 32. Yeah. Do you have your phone? No, I don't. 
Okay. I'm certain of that though, because I just I just heard a show and they were talking about quarterbacks that were in their prime. He would he would be what you would call in his prime because he's got the mental aspect. He's been in the game for ten years, but his physical attributes are still at a very high level. Okay. Well, think of somebody else. Um, think of somebody else that's older. You mean? Well, yeah. I'm trying to think of someone that. And I know we LeBron James. LeBron James is 38, 37, 38. And he's still great, but his physical skills have somewhat deteriorated. So a lot of what he's doing is based on experience. I see you checking me. Was he 32 or not? <laughs> he's 33. Oh, okay. I thought he was 32. He must have just. And he'll be 34 in a couple of months. I thought he was getting up there. But I think my point is this. Like, he's about to get to a, a, an age where... He's in the window now, he's but he's the on the back side of the window. The window is not... It's closing. It, 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 the window is not a very long period where they line up. Now, we're using athletes as an example. Now, that's shifting a little bit because of diets and the way they can train. It, it's stretching a little bit. Exactly. Even, and, and, and the same thing with people in general, with minds. You can, you can feed your mind in a way and take care of your body and soul and mind in a way where sure. you're sharper for a longer That's period it. of time. And now we know that. Yeah. Now we know that. Sure. And so I was just going to say that that, that sweet spot kind of lines up where you have the physical prowess and then you have the mental acumen. And then the physical prowess will kind of start to slowly um, diminish. But then the mental starts to take over. And so mm -hmm. you start to play smarter. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, right? You, you kind of have um, even the 10,000 hours sure. uh, that comes from the book. What was the name of that book you read? Which book? Um, there was a book you read where he talked about the 10,000 hours. Oh, I remember. Um, maybe, maybe I need some oh, mental acumen. You know the acumen. guy from Harvard? He did that. He said that um, you're not going to get to... Um, Excellence. Excellence until you've had the 10,000 hours. Oh, that's, my god. That's a goodness. philosophy by a lot of people. No, though. there's a guy that wrote a book about that. Shoot. Malcolm Gladwell. The Outliers. The Outliers was the book. Okay. 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 And so, as an athlete, you have this period where physical body's diminishing, but the mind is getting stronger. Like, you yeah. had the experience. You played for enough hours, enough time to where... You know, when you're looking for the guy downfield, it, it looks and feels different than it did when you were just operating on the physical aspect. Sure. And so... And there's a dynamic of that, that even when you get that to that mental point, you can get to a mental point where you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> you're not... Like, let's take Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of my favorite oh my players gosh, of all time. Yeah. It, it was as if... He didn't, he didn't realize know. that, you yeah. know, you're a little bit beyond where experience <laughs> carry you. Or maybe you think you're going to get it back. <laughs> no, because athletes He's such talk, a great man. Though. Yeah, he Watch is. But athletes in general talk about how there, there becomes a point. These are professional athletes when they can see the pay, play develop, when they know what but to do. But they can't get the body to do it. But they Kobe can't Bryant get the body. Kobe Bryant said that. A lot of athletes say that. He I said, said I my see mind it. was still there. And a so, lot yeah, of athletes. That's, that's not what a we're saying. Athlete. So you're in yeah. that sweet spot. The physical body is diminishing. Yeah. Yeah. But the brain, the mind is developing. But it is a short window. Now, And that's Tom, same thing with politicians. That's it. And Tom Brady defied that because he studied the mind. Sure. If you listen to him, if you look at his diet, He's yeah. got a supplement company now. What he did was he allowed the brain to last longer. a little bit longer. Sure. And so, you know, you make an incredible point that we are really looking for a politician that kind of understands that. Like, they're in the sweet spot of being able to straddle both worlds. Like, they're yeah. old and they're, sure. they're young. Yeah. Um, now and the, go the, ahead. The good news is that, as we were saying earlier, Technology and the times have gotten to a point where you can feed your mind, your body, and your soul in a way that your mind can stay sharp for a much longer exactly. period of time. And Tom Brady's an example of that. He but is. but just in, in life where you don't really need as much physical, but you need your mind, yeah. even that is going to be elevated to a place where it lasts a much longer sure. time in your in your But existence. that's a conversation that we're just now getting to sure. as a society. It will take 20 years before it becomes mainstream. It will. Um, and yeah. the, the point we were making on that was who should 
make the decisions on what the public wants to see, especially as it re relates to gun ownership and gun control. Is it the, the blue bloods, the gray hairs? That's a good point. Or is it the new bloods and the black hairs? <laughs> Their hair is black. So, so should a 30-year-old make, is it better for a 30-year-old to make a decision or is it better for a 70-year-old decision? That's the thing I, I struggle with. And in, I think what you and I both are saying is probably optimal for maybe a 50-year-old to, to make, make that, that decision. decision. Sure. Well, and I'll tell you what's going to happen. If I had this conversation uh, this week, too, and it has just been you know met with almost violence, but we're changing as mm. a, a, a humanity. Yeah. And the kids after us, they don't want violence. They don't want guns. They don't want kids to be shot up in school. And if it means that they're vulnerable to a home break in, yeah. I think that's a chance that they're willing to take. But do you think they're that's different? A, do you think that's a new thought process? You think that's because I, I guess I believe that generally people are like that anyway. I think people from our generation and before were of the thought processes. We don't want to see this happening. The problem is that, like I said before, I think it's become so politi politicized. Yes. It's a small group it's making the most noise. It's a small group making the most noise. Yeah. But when you start politicizing things on one side, the other side becomes more political as well. So you lose the root of solving the problem, what's best for people. It becomes a political But here's decision. what's going to happen, though. Yeah. Even though I hear what you're saying, yeah. as a society, we've always kind of been anti-gun as, yeah, a, general as society, a general society we have been kind of like you know i mean like i said we all had them no big deal but you weren't out talking about it people are going to think you're crazy if you just showed up to the party and laid your gun on a table and laid while your gun people the, were eating the whole room would clear out <laughs> yes. you know yes. and so this is something that's new yeah. and this is something that's extremely different and so you're right I think that what is happening is with the younger generation, because they're coming here differently and because they they love animals and they, you know, they 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 care about others, they appreciate diversity. And I was saying that to this guy this week, like, I mean, the people that are getting ready to make the decisions about who leads the country are now sitting on Instagram following rappers, following athletes. Mm -hmm. So that same narrative that y'all been dishing out about how scary they are and how unpatriotic they are is just not going to work. That's a good point. You know, they That's don't want point. it. And so if That's they a good don't thing, change... Too. That's a good thing. If they don't change eventually just via attrition, mm -hmm. this whole kind of concept behind age this... Out. Is just going to age out. It's yeah. just going to go away. That's true. They just aren't going to respond to the narrative sure. that 40 guns in the house is a good thing. They just, I think in our generation, we kind of straddled it a little bit mm -hmm. and we were more kind of like to each his own. Mm -hmm. These kids are coming here with a built-in level of activism. Sure. And sure. if you're not standing for diversity, if you're not standing for LGBTQ, if you're not standing for saving a tree, they don't want any sure. part of you. And so they're just going to extinct themselves. And yeah. I don't even think they realize yeah. it. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think that there is a level of, I don't want to say tolerance, but do you think that even that, that group can swing a little too far? Be the activism group. Because here's where I'm going with that. Let's take student loans. And forgiveness of student loans. <laughs> yeah. And that this is just as an example. That's a sore this, subject <laughs> for those of us this, that worked our fingers to the bone. I don't know how student <laughs> loan forgiveness got to the end. I think you're harboring some bitterness. Let's just be honest. No, but I think I think I think that is that is a sign of the times. The forgiveness of just like in the sixties and seventies. Welfare was a sign of, <laughs> but my point is bigger than just just student loan forgiveness. No, there is No, there isn't. I'm, I, he's still working on me, guys. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, yeah. there is a level, and even in the '70s when there was activism, sure, some of the activists 
you could say went too far. Of course. And what happens is it can stunt the movement. Yeah. When you have too far left or too far right on anything. Now, I agree with you. It's going to end up with decisions being made by this younger class at some point. Totally. Yeah. But is there even a sweet spot for where you make decisions with them and, and the older people who may say, well, that's not really how it should be. For the most part, I, I, I lean toward the younger people too, toward yeah. that Gen Z. They're, sure. they're more free-flowing. Sure. They're accepting of everyone. They're more, my favorite word, spiritually. Yes, they are. Astute. They're closer to your mysticism. Yeah. Mystical like they're, they're born sure. with that. Sure. But I always say this to you, and you bring up a very good point. And that the unfortunate about thing the student about student loan forgiveness. <laughs> they're there. We all know how hard it was to pay back that money. Um, I forgot where I was going with my point. That um, where was I going with it? You were talking about there is a there is a point with the new generation that. Yeah. Go. I forgot so, it. So see, we were just talking about and how see, he, he at just, a certain age. You age out. blurted out that student loan comment in the middle of my thought process. Go get you some omega threes. Oh my god, I was talking about the kids. Oh, I know what I was saying. Okay. I was saying that, and I always say this to you. Yeah. As a species, we never tend, we never seem to find balance. It's yeah. always in the extreme. You mm-hmm. can't just have guns for protection. You have to worship guns. You have to have guns everywhere, in the store, in the daycare, in the hospital. You, you know, you, we just never find balance. You can't just say that the uh, laws need to change around the maximum amount of finance of, of I'm sorry interest that can be charged on the student loan sure. you have to just do just away with it, it completely sure. and so that kind of builds in its own level of issues in sure. that if you agree to pay for something and then someone just told you that you didn't have to pay it I mean that just does so many other things and so we do have to have I mean it, it starts to bring in the, the notion of responsibility yeah. and um, uh, earnestness and working hard and commitment and doing mm-hmm. what you're saying you're going to do. Yeah. You see where I'm yeah, coming I from? See exactly. That's a great, so, that's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. And so that can even become its own problem. Yeah. And so we just never find balance yeah. as a species sure. with any of these issues. You're right. And, and you're hit, hitting on the point I was making really, really well, because even with gun control, no matter which way you swing hard, right or hard left, if you go all the way, those way, on either of those, you end up with anarchy. It's an interesting dichotomy. If you have too much, you have anarchy. If you don't have enough, you have anarchy. And the younger generation, oftentimes, they don't want rules at all. And I'm constantly saying, society doesn't work like that. You have to have some structure and some parameters. And so I would be um, a little bit dishonest if I didn't um, say that I wasn't worried about what the future was going to look like as these two cultures kind of clash as we juxtapose the new very open very loving very fluid um, generation that's coming into adulthood now with the old rigid staunch I'll never change Mm. um, tied to history um, generation that that is in power now sure I'm afraid that we won't. I hope that we do. But in my mind, I just keep thinking, what is this getting ready to look like? And your point was, we really need leaders that can bridge both. Sure. And you just don't see a lot of them. Sure. You just don't see a lot of moderates moving into positions of power. Because they're moderates. And and they're not. And this is the sick part about it. Because they're moderates. They're not going to generate the following that would get them the numbers to get in office because the issues are so polarizing. They want you to be on the left or on the right. So if you're in the middle where you need to be Mm -hmm. to bridge it, you're not going to get the numbers. Yeah. So, so you're right. 
the moderates are going to see the old guard as not rigid. They're going to see them as disciplined. They're going to see the mm. liberal new new guard as not too open. They're going to see them as progressive. Exactly. But if you're not loud one way or the other, you're probably you're not, not going to get, get the, the support. That, that and, and that's the problem. And that, that is the is problem. Yeah. A huge problem. Yeah. And sure. that is why we never find balance. And, and gun control in general is more of a moderate issue. You want it in moderation. You want gun ownership and you want gun control to be a moderation thing. You don't want it to be anybody can own a gun and anybody at any cost, but you don't want it to be nobody can own a gun at no cost. So th it really is a moderate, it's a moderate conversation. Issue. Yeah. But here's the thing, and going back to what we were, the point we were just making, what happens is, and I'm just going to use the GOP, um, you and I are moderates, let's just go ahead and put it sure. out there. We don't really take a hard sure. stand either way on some of these issues, but I think that what is happening with the people that are pushing this narrative of zero legislation when it comes to guns, I think the only reason why they are pushing it is for the reason that you and I just stated. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get votes. Sure. And they know that there is a big group out there that will vote for them, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So they know that the, the quote, tree huggers, as um, they're called, uh, <laughs> I fit into that group, so please don't mm -hmm. be offended. Um, the ones with the, the, the smoothie drinkers, they know they're the not going to get green drinkers, green beverage drinkers. They know they're yeah. not going to get their votes. Sure. And so they're trying to get the traditionalists and make sure that they get the gun group sure. to make sure that they get elected, mm -hmm. even though they know on some level it makes zero sense yeah. that someone could walk into a school and shoot up and kill that many innocent people and babies. Sure. They just, they fear they won't get reelected. The conclusion I'm coming to in this moment, it just hit me, an epiphany, is that politics is as far away from objectivity as you can be. And what you need to make sound decisions is ob objectivity. It can't be emotional. It can't be, now I'm not saying you can't be emotional about where it's coming from but you can't be emotional in the moment as you're making decision there's emotion around 19 kids or 17 kids being there's emotion around that the decision can't be emotional though it also can't be rooted in well that's the way it is it can't be rooted in history says we do it this way and that's the way it's going to be you mentioned the constitution earlier and the fact that you don't like to see it amended too much and I agree with you yeah. but it does need to be amended at times sure. for the right reasons for, for us to be progressive and I grow agree. otherwise we'd still have slavery we'd still exactly. have people who couldn't and, and vote and the reason why I don't like it fooled with is because they can put us back That's into right. slavery That's but right. here's the thing it does need to be amended but the thing is that I don't trust that we are evolved enough to have the converse, conversation around what it needs to look like sure. is because people are always in extremes. Mm. And so in that case, I say, leave it yeah, yeah. because, and I'll give work you a, within I'll, the framework that you have. That's it. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I'll give an, an example that I often think about on this particular issue. The reason why I say leave it alone. Now, some people want to just get rid of the right to bear arms mm. in other nations. They have done it. Sure. Um, in other nations, you can't, only people that can have guns are farmers and the cops. And it's interesting, those nations don't have school killings. They don't. We're the they only, don't. we're actually the only nation that has and school And that's killings. why, to me, it's a bigger, uh, it's, a, it's a separate issue. Mm -hmm. And I'll come back to that. But one of the things that comes to me around this issue and the reason why I say leave 2A alone for now, and I may change my view on this, is that... Until we can get the United States to become a place where there is less crime, mm. people have the right to protect themselves in their homes. Sure. And we are now getting to a situation where people are becoming police officers just because it's a check. Yeah. It used to be when you took that um, oath and you wore that badge, you knew that you could die in the line of duty. Ain't nobody doing that anymore. Like, sure. that's over. Sure. Right? And so, it used to be almost like a um, 
a badge of honor or you were a police officer, you carried a sense of pride and you were committed to serving your community and protecting the life of other people, even at the cost of your own. These people today mm. riding around with a Starbucks in mm. one hand and a cell phone in the other mm. in a cruiser, they are not <laughs> going to they are not going to forfeit their life for yours. Right. And so until we can address that, we need to leave two way alone. And so that's why I was saying I get weird about messing around with the Constitution oh, yeah. because we aren't evolved enough as a society to sit down and look at these issues in their entirety and really flesh them out. Well, to your point, one of the amendments to the Constitution is what has allowed people to carry guns, go into a restaurant, lay it on the table, and there be none. That that was created by an amendment. That wasn't always That's allowed. Right. You couldn't always just go Do to a that. public place and bring, have your pull your gun out, lay it on the table, and ask for somebody to serve you a meal. Frankly, if I'm the waiter, I'm not. I'm, not <laughs> I'm getting a new serve job. You. That's right. And, right. and I'll say this: even accidental discharges. There sure. was a guy that. Um, Accidentally had his gun discharged and a Mercedes-Benz dealer killed himself, traumatized all the people around him. Mm-hmm. He could have shot an innocent person. Sure. It just discharged in a car dealer. Why do you have your gun in a car dealership? Yeah. That Those becomes just issues of bravado. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. That's exactly what And that I'll is. say this. I'm two-way for protection of home and family. That's it. Mm-hmm. You should not be allowed to walk around. Society hasn't gotten that bad mm-hmm. to where... You're more likely to be a victim of a robbery than you are just someone came in and and shot you at a kid's soccer game. We aren't there yet now. We're moving close to it, but we're not there yet. And this is where you need to have police. Yeah, And and, and that's that's where the argument starts, the yet part. We're not there yet. Yet makes makes, makes the argument, not argument, but the debate about around... Well, what do we do to not get to yet? Because sure. because we're not there yet. You're right. There's not enough. You don't see There's things. Just not enough. You don't see things happening frequently enough for someone to need to have a gun in a restaurant. You just you just don't. Now it's like you said. We were close to a shooting just the other night, yeah. not far from our home. Getting close. So getting close is figurative and literal for us. So okay. change change is a part of it. it needs to happen. And this brings me to the real issue. This is the real issue. Mm-hmm. The issue is not the guns. Mm. The issue is the culture of violence in the United States. Well said. Right? Yes. The guns are just emblematic of that bigger issue. Sure. And so if we, and I get people want to get rid of guns, and we do need to get rid of guns. There's too many and the types of guns. Uh, the types of guns. And as people feel more powerless, and you, you're going to find people that, um, I have to be careful how I say this, but people in lower economic levels oftentimes look for um, um, things that make them feel powerful. Lower socioeconomic. What did I say? You said economic, but I think it's lower socioeconomic. You know, sometimes it, it, it's, it's a human uh, desire yeah. to want to feel powerful yeah. Yeah. but I think that oftentimes certain demographics because we live in a society as grotesque as it is that marginalizes certain groups certain people and if you don't have um, huge huge amounts of money in the bank society will tend to marginalize That's you true. I know I'm going off on a tangent but when you find yourself in those groups you're going to look for something to make you feel powerful That's human it's the nature. same thing with That's women in nature. beauty mm-hmm. like every group is going to have something that sure. men oftentimes get it from their jobs sure. and so if you don't have that it you is look just for a, other... it's just a desire yeah. and so a lot that's of people true. unfortunately are going to turn to guns well and that's why that. that's why I amended economic to socioeconomic sure. because there's such a psychological and social element to gun ownership in general I think and you know my belief is most things are socioeconomic and yeah. I, I think I think that's the the crux of what we're dealing with here and how we deal with it from a political from a humanistic side mm-hmm. is how we get to the right answer it's it's a big big issue we're dealing with in this country with violence with guns when you hear that we have had over 200 school or 200 mass shootings this year 
The next country that's closest to us so far this year, I believe, is Mexico with eight. Now, something's wrong. Something is absolutely wrong. Sure. When you just when you just say that out loud, you know that's my philosophy. Say it out loud. We're two oh eight. The second next to us is eight. And I think it really is um, largely what I just said is that people yeah. are looking for a sense of power, and uh, you know if you're doing well in life whether you're educated or where you own a business or whether you have a passion project where you're serving your community whatever it is if you don't have anything like that to make you feel good about how you're showing up in the world and good about your life you're going to look for a false sense of power and violence and guns tends to fit same thing with gangs same things with same thing with sexual misconduct there it is it's the same thing you're looking for for a false sense of power and so and until we figure out that um violence is the issue and then even getting underneath that that violence isn't really the issue the issue is people that are looking for a sense of power or they haven't been trained or given opportunity to develop and make something of themselves Mm -hmm. and of their life and until we can address that, you're sure. always going to have bad actors. Mm. And then I'm going to go ahead and say, you're always going to have a situation where you need to protect yourself. Mm. And you're always going to have a need to have two-way protected. I mean, I hate to say that, but all this stuff is so intricately connected. Mm-hmm. And there's so many layers to it. It's going to take people much, much brighter than me uh, to really sit down and figure out how do we move as a society and other societies have done it sure but how do we address this entire issue before we eradicate or amend this in the constitution how, how do we go beyond behind the curtain we never versus go dealing with society. it on a surface level everybody knows it's a problem but how do we actually like you said dig deeper we got to dig deeper. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say um, something else on this particular issue when it comes to politics, especially in the United States. We are a very self-serving nation. We don't do anything unless it benefits us. And so we really don't see a lot of human beings of character that get into these positions of power that say, I'm going to do what is right. I'm going to do what um, my values tell me to do even if it's uncomfortable, mm. even if I get the backlash. Yeah. We just aren't seeing that. And so when you don't have people that are willing to stick their neck out yeah. and say, hey, party, it is wrong to live in a society where we allow kids to be shot yeah. up. Yeah. Until you have people that are willing to stand in that place of being uncomfortable, the United States is just going to look very ugly. Well, and it's like we said earlier, most of that is systematic because those people, there are people like that out there, but I would consider those people moderate again, because they're objective and they want to solve issues. They're not going to get get the the votes. They're just, they're just not. So are you saying that this is just what it is? I don't believe that. I just think that we need to change our culture because I think about, um, I think it's Lucinda Alcern. Uh, you know, some of these other countries, some of these other leaders, and I always say when women lead, it looks completely different. Men tend to trend towards violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what power it is. And power, yeah. you know. She's managed to get that country under control. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know if it was like that before she got into office, but I think she just did a, 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 a gun uh, ban. She yes. just did something like she just cracked down even further yeah. on uh, guns and it's working. Yeah, I, ain't nobody and, and trying to leave the country or sure. secede or anything yeah. like that. I don't think it's impossible because I, when we were growing up, I can recall they would talk about moderate politicians. I, I, I can remember he's, he's a, a moderate. moderate. He's a he's a liberal. Did the moderates used to get elected when we were? Yeah, young? I remember. I remember that. But but I think now some of this, I hate to say it, is the social media era Mm. where clicks get you votes so how do you get votes 
Yeah. How do you get clicks? You're speaking. You're speaking. And you're being outlandish. And people when you're violent extreme. and outlandish. Extreme. People love the, and I don't know that people necessarily even love the extreme. I think the extreme is what people, what attracts Push. people. And yeah. people just keep pushing yeah. it. It's like it's like a, a, a train wreck. You, you drive by. <laughs> Seriously. That's true. You, you, even on social media, I've seen you do it. You see something crazy on social media, you tend to click on it. Yeah. You hear something, you hear somebody say something sure. crazy. You're like, what is now? I won't retweet it. You won't pass retweet it. Mom, it. No, you but won't. It may pull my interest. But it's but it's yeah. the train wreck yeah. philosophy of social media. People know that. And one of the people that I you know, I I hold in highest high esteem is Barack Obama. And I believe that part of his ability to to be elected was he brought so, some of the That's social media true. aspect into it. Yeah. Now, I, th- I still feel like it was good that he was elected, but he he was, I think that was the first sure time that she... we saw social media mm. become a big vehicle for people to... I wish he would have left it alone. Yeah. It probably would have happened anyway, it though. It probably would have, but he was, wi- he was I'm going to say it, wise enough at the time to use it, and now everybody is, and use over time becomes abuse, and that's what we're seeing. Now, people... People will put things on social media, and I I believe politicians do it to get clicks, to get people, to get attention. They'll say outlandish things. Now, maybe they believe some of it, but they'll say it in an outlandish way. The Samuels guy was a a prime example. Say it in an outlandish way. No matter what you believe, say it in an outlandish way, you're going to get attention. And you know what else I'm going to add to that as we wrap up here? Um, And I'm going to stick my neck out a little bit, but... You know, on these talks, I'm always after truth. And sometimes truth, truth is what it is. And sometimes it can be a little bit painful to hear. But we have to accept it because you can't, you can't actually move forward unless you're willing to acknowledge what is happening. And I think that another issue along with social media and the ability to retweet and continue to share all these broken narratives and all this level of fear. I think a lot of this is rising because in the United States, we are really seeing for the first time in my lifetime, a big separation between the have and the have nots. Mm. That is a new place for us in the United States. And the gap is growing. And it used to be that the only people that were at the bottom were minorities. Sure. And now... It's a melting there pot. There is little, there is no one in the middle class. It is either you are doing well in this nation or you are at the bottom. And if you are at the bottom, you are angry. You feel ostracized. You like are you vocal mm-hmm. and you want change. Yeah. And I can understand that. Sure. But I don't think that it's happening in a healthy way. Mm. I think that people are just screaming out. They're angry. It's, it's, it's largely a pitchfork mentality because life has all of a sudden gotten very unfair and that the things that you used to do that worked no longer work in a rapidly shifting society and we haven't figured out who we are in this technologically advanced age we don't know what this is getting ready to look like Mm. and so people are losing their jobs they're losing their livelihoods and careers things that their fathers did that their uncles did are now disappearing and so it's creating just this level of fear and that is causing people to just get angry and to rise up and to gravitate towards people that are loud and that are outspoken and that are violent mm-hmm. because, you know, they just, they're scared. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say well, it, it is what it is. They're scared. Well, and the, the, let's call it rambunctious nature of the underserved, it really does extend on the social media. Yeah. So the loud, loud, they feel like they're not being heard. So how, what do you do when you feel like you're not, you're not being heard? You get louder, you get more outlandish, that's and that's. I, I really feel like that's what's happening. Right. And, and people click on people it because click you're on loud it. and outlandish, outlandish. Yeah. And so when someone says the reason why you can't pay your bills or why you're struggling or why you had to get a second job is because they're teaching that LBGTQ is okay in schools. You latch on to that. It's a reason for you to get loud. It's a reason for you to get angry. And those are the things that we have to address if we want these school shootings to tamp down. I don't know if they'll ever go away. I think that humanity is such that you are always going to have 
wicked and evil in the world, but we have the ability to mitigate that and to make it as small of an issue as we can. That is within our power, and we just aren't doing enough. And that's a nation that we are very hopeful of. We we hope that we can achieve that in our lifetime. And other nations are doing it all of a sudden. Other nations are non they're who the US used to be, right? Non They're nonviolent. Their citizens are thriving. They're progressive. They have, they're, they're progressive. Yeah. They have good occupations and low unemployment yeah. rates. They're um, standing for innovation and all that in the United States. Like they all came off the list of industrialized nations and the United States is number one and the only one on the list. Yeah. yeah. What in the world has it's happened? It's a shame. It's shift. It's a shame. Some of that just may be a part of God's plan. Yeah. The 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 first meek, shall be last, and the, the last shall, shall be inherit first. the earth, yeah. and it it's just, it could just could be, be that right cycle. I I I don't want to believe that because I still feel like there is a wealth of knowledge and talent in our country. In the United States, sure. But sometimes that gets blurred again by the loud the. The, the loud voices with nothing to say. That's that's the sad part. There's a lot of or loud, the loud voices. loud voices with too, too much, much to, to say, say. Yeah. but saying nothing. Exactly. That's a better way to put it. They're yeah. still not saying anything. They're still not <laughs> yeah. saying anything. Exactly. That's good.